Hello and welcome to episode 89 of the Destroy the Brain podcast. I'm Andy Triefenbach. I'm Nikki Angulo. And I am resident trash movie lover, Jeremy Jones. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. Really? Wow. You got wow. the title tonight. Uh, yeah, you don't think I listened to you when you were on the ATI podcast? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's true. No, I don't deny it. But yeah, I was going to say, I mean, everything I know, I'm telling you is true. I know when you're talking about me. Well, yeah, I want to say I dropped your name. I wasn't like... You did. No, it's sneaky fine. Sneaky about it. No, it's fine. <laughs> it's... I was like, oh, really? <laughs> Anyways. First episode back after the month of October. Yeah. Yeah, we need a break. <laughs> um, a little time out. I mean, I, I had a good time. It was very, very busy. It was a... It was a really good month. Yes. Um, but I think next year I would like to be a little, little less busy. But no, I mean we were really busy, honestly, between September's Grindhouse all the way until yes. October thirty first. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we had something to do every, every weekend, and including days of the week. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I, you know what, though? I will say I am very proud of myself for saying no to certain things, even though I kind of have some FOMO about it. But I took a lot of people's advice. Yeah. Because, I mean. Thank you, Abby, for reminding me. I mean, if you're not having fun. It's okay to say no. Yeah. I get it. I get it. But I'm also, you know, this is like when I turn into a little kid. Yeah. Well, I'd argue your Which, chi- I would yeah. argue your child is mean, year around. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, don't we do right? We do this all the time. Stop, guys! Kind of last week, I just was like, you know, I think I did like one or two things. I was like, I'm good. Like, yeah. I've yeah. Had my fill. Yes. I mean, we have been very much couch potatoes on the weekends, and it's been great. Well, it's also you know every kind of mid-October is like, wait, I spent how much money in yeah. like two months? You know, I think we were all right. We actually didn't even put up all of our decorations because a part of me, I was like, I'm kind of tired. <laughs> like, I actually don't want to. I think it, after August, I was kind of just, we hit the ground running. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of the stuff we bought, I actually didn't even put up. And I, I was like, I'm gonna do round two and put more up. And did you? No, we (laughs) we did our (laughs) Halloween village. We have um, that didn't get set up to like halfway through the month just because. Okay. We wanted to get like a big enough surge protector for the damn thing. Safe. Um, yeah, and one that was long enough where it was kind of hidden behind like the entertainment center. I can appreciate the aesthetic behind that. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> that's all just. <Jess, laughs> I, of course. I can appreciate that. Yeah, I was kind of over it because we, I mean, like we decorated our bathroom, and I think I changed that back on Halloween. I was like, I'm oh. done. I I want everything to look crisp and yes, back to normal. Although our hallway, I just have a hard time taking down the witch's hat the witch's hat and, and the, the glowing and skeletons there's something <laughs> especially with like the black light in the hallway there's something very soothing about it so you could like wrap red around the skeletons so they look like candy yeah, canes that's a good idea uh-huh. yeah i don't and know maybe about the switch out hats, but 
Santa hats for boom witches hats. Yeah. But it's there is something, idea. yeah. There's just something very soothing about <laughs> seeing that spooky little hallway, <laughs> our witchy hallway, our witchy hallway. Yeah, with skeletons. Yeah, glow in the dark skeletons. I think that's what it is. It's the glow in the dark. It is. They provide very nice night lights. It is. We shut them off <laughs> at the night. It's, it's nice. We found the pumpkin, the glow in the dark pumpkin, um, at Michael's. Like retains the light for seven hours or something. Wow, it's really cool. Yeah. So. Yeah. Out of out of all the things we bought, that is what I have kept up. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um. The cheapest I, items. I know this is like. Well, we recorded all of like October's pretty like ahead of schedule. Yeah, it, it almost feels like there's a gap. Yeah. And the only reason why the Halloween episode didn't come out on Halloween was because I was dealing with my PC stuff, which is now completely fixed. It's been resolved. So, awesome. Yes, you did good. I do want to say, uh, you know, I mean, this was end of September, but if you came out to fucking Mad Art Gallery to watch Wishmaster. <laughs> yeah. Like, thank you. Uh, <laughs> there's people I don't know that showed up, and that's what always surprises me. Is like, you want to watch this movie? Like, <laughs> most of, everyone I knew who showed up was like, yeah, okay, yeah, you're trashy. I got it. Like, I know. I know. Yeah, whenever, kind. yeah, someone I don't know shows up, I'm like, huh? To like some <laughs> something I tried to put on. Um, that was fun. It was my first time bartending in a long time. Yeah. How'd it feel? Oh, great. But it's an illusion. Uh, bartending's. <laughs> I basically was like hanging out with friends and like making them drinks. Like yeah. it's not what it. The reality of it is, right? And that's, that's what you have to but tell. But you're bartending your... at a, a private event. Yeah, which is nice. Yeah, private events are always more fun than working with the public. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was a quote-unquote private event, but it was you know open call. But <laughs> right. Um, I don't know. Just always appreciative of people show up. For anything I'm involved with. Oh, Jeremy. Oh, Jeremy. <laughs> good job. You do a good job. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, there was too many things going oh, on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was it was but, all at war. But it I mean, it is always fun for me just because, you know, it's my favorite time of the year. Yeah, and I like that there's so much going on because it's like, oh, everybody's having fun during my favorite time of the year, and then they all turn into traitors and love Christmas. Mm. You sons of a bitches! But why can't you like both? Yeah, why no. can't you like both? Yeah, or why can't you like? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, because you're gonna watch fucking Christmas horror. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm excited. To watch uh, Christmas Bloody Christmas, the Joe Bigos oh, yeah, movie. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of them. And then you have me, where I'm just like, can we just please watch Garfield's Christmas? <laughs> All watch... I want to watch is Garfield's Christmas. Andy doesn't that... like Garfield's Christmas. No, what are you talking about? No, so I asked him. It was our first Christmas together, and I was yeah. like, you know what? I and he's like, seen? here's Silent Night, Deadly Night, Part Four. Oh my gosh! <laughs> no, <laughs> this is a sweet story. This, this is, is a sweet, sweet story. story. <laughs> no, so yeah, we're you know decorating the Christmas tree, their little tiny Christmas tree, and. I was like, you know what movie I love? And I haven't seen it in such a long time. And it's just brings me pure joy. It's Garfield's Christmas. And he found it and started playing it while we were decorating the Christmas tree. Yeah. Nice. 
Yes. It was very, very sweet. So yeah, now that's our other tradition. Yeah. Although the first Christmas movie you showed me was pretty horrific. It was What? <sighs> was it Jack Frost or something? What do you something? mean what? The what one from it? last year, though, right? No. No, it oh, was a God. French... Okay, trivia. Wait. Trivia. Oh, it's a French no. film. I know what movie this was. Was that the first year? a car accident that occurs, and she is pregnant and becomes a widow. Mm-hmm. Name that movie. I know, but I'm not going to say it. For you at home, figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> that is a happy little movie to show any yes. time of year. That was the first year I thought it was Nothing like a tear sh- like <laughs> rolling down my <laughs> I want to show me this. I'm like, I cannot uh, believe you're yeah. showing me this for Christmas. It is a Christmas movie. Only because it happens on it only Christmas. Happens. But yeah. it's also it's also a home invasion film, which it, you're sketchy on anyway. I do it's not a like home invasion. invasion movie that happens to take place on Christmas. It's right. not a Christmas movie. It was terrifying. The events don't happen because it's related to Christmas. <laughs> no, it just, no happens it just happens to happens fall on Christmas. Christmas. Yes. I'm like, I need something Much happy. Much like Soul Survivor. Right, right. Happens around Christmas, but it is not a Christmas movie. Okay. Or Night of the Comet. And yeah, same thing, because it's not really Christmassy. But kind of is. There's like a couple of call, but anyway. They go to the mall. Do we, need, a, do we need to cover <laughs> one of these movies next, next week? Actually, have we never covered Night of the Comet? I think that would be a cool like double feature. You do uh, Soul Survivor and Night of the Comet. We'll talk. Same director. Oh, shit, it is. Okay. Yeah. I'm writing it down. All right. Well, uh, this episode, we are going to be talking about The Beyond, which is our recent late night grindhouse pick for November. Uh, We showed the composer's cut. And the reason why you're getting this episode late is because we never got a screener. So, yeah. Had to wait. um, And quite honestly, it's fine with me because I wanted to see it in the theater. And I didn't really want to, like, him and Hall like I wonder if it's gonna sound different like on this scene or oh, like yeah. what kind of instruments did he Fabio Frizzi add for like when the warlock's being whipped mm-hmm. <laughs> Joe yeah. the plumber have a theme song now <laughs> <laughs> Joe the plumber here I come <laughs> the eyes <laughs> anyway uh, <laughs> so we'll be talking about the film but we'll also be talking about the special version that um, if you're not in St. Louis take a look you might have it stop near you we are we were one of the earlier stops I believe to see this thing so it is a 4k restoration of the film image quality wise and then the score is pretty similar yeah to the original score but there's just like embellishments but again we'll talk about that on a separate term but yeah i guess we'll just talk about a couple films that what we've been watching i actually have watched two movies that you won that i didn't even watch yeah he didn't right. watch with i i chose them yeah for myself <laughs> what would you what, what's Which what was I, I don't, I, and I don't mean to say it like no, because typically God, I actually no, damn. no, you can no, say it like that. No, let me explain. No, I like for him to choose. <laughs> yes, because what ends up happening is a prime example. The other night, I'm going to bed. I'm like, cool. I'm going to get the remote. You know what I did? I fell asleep before even choosing 
It was Grindhouse night. Yeah. Yeah. And I Friday woke night. up and I'm like, the remote is in my hand. <laughs> and I'm, damn. And I'm talking to Andy in the morning. I'm just like. Wasted opportunity. I know. <laughs> He's like, so you do like when you, or when I choose for you. And I'm like, well, duh. Well, and that's where I, I say make about better it. choices. <laughs> oh, man. No, usually, well, it's typically on Friday and Saturday nights, it's night flight. And we I feel weird night watching Night Flight time. without right. So like I don't want to put on Night Flight when because it's something that we just okay. enjoy. Uh, all right. So what'd you watch? I fell asleep. Oh no! The other day. <laughs> that time you were still awake. You know the the segment <laughs> we're doing where we talk about what we've been watching. Um, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I watched Vengeance, and okay. that is on Hulu. I'm surprised I remember. Um, but it was really good. It's uh, it has Ashton Kutcher. B.J. Novak. B.J. Novak. Who wrote mm-hmm. and directed yeah. the film, I believe. John Mayer actually makes like an appearance. That was cool. Hmm. Um, but it was it was really good. Yeah. It was a good like Saturday or Sunday afternoon, whatever I watched it. It was a very good like daytime. But it's a murder investigation. Yeah, right? it's kind of a thriller um who done it okay type okay movie but bj novak's character is kind of like portrayed as this bad boy and just like a serial dater and he dates this girl loosely and he gets a phone call saying that from her family saying that she's been murdered so he goes to the funeral and he's I think he hosts a podcast or he does a podcast. Yeah, I, okay. I, I Something remember like peeking that. in every once in a while and they were talking about a podcast. Yeah, and so... A podcast? Well, it perks my ears because... Because you have a podcast? Yeah. yeah. Am I on it? <laughs> oh, I am. We oh, don't fuck. make money okay. to like travel or anything. Fuck no. But it was, it, was, it was really good. And he kind of finds this opportunity because the family doesn't believe that it was a suicide. They mm-hmm. believe that it was a murder. Um, so he kind of finds it as a good opportunity to maybe put the story out there and yeah. it was actually kind of a feel-good movie too um oh, feel-good death movie all right yeah it was actually it was good. <laughs> <laughs> it was good some unexpected parts i highly recommend it um i liked it cool. i actually watched three movies this weekend Without look me. at me Whoa. look at me go that's pretty impressive um then i watched torn hearts that was okay that was on Hulu. Oh, oh, we're we're just skipping. What? She's. That's okay. She's okay. Do like, I want to give away know. things? Oh no! Well, no, it it was like talk about one movie, talk about one movie, talk about one. Oh, movie. I didn't know that. Talk about it again. We but can. We can. Well, you we gotta, can do. You gotta we're let doing me two. Know. We can do two. We can then, just do the two. That's good. You're fine. You gotta let me know. Torn hearts. It was fine. <laughs> it was. <laughs> It was okay. What what was the, what is Torn Hearts about? Um oof. I would say another thriller. Yeah. But more of a slasher. <laughs> Again, I don't know why you're looking at me because like I, I don't didn't know. really watch these movies. But you kept like walking in. Yeah, I would walk in and catch like 5 minutes. And it was after watching it, Torn Hearts I'm like, "Oh yeah, green room." Uh. Yeah, Torn Hearts was it was it was fine. Katie Seagal's in it, which is why I was like, "Oh, I want to watch this." But I yeah. mean, just two country singers trying to become stars, and Katie Seagal is is a 
famous country, part of a duo. Her partner ends up dying, but I don't really remember how. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. Did she kill him? Well, you're just going to have to watch oh, it. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. It was, it was fine. The ending was actually kind of surprising. Um, the killings were decent. I will say. I don't yeah. know why that always like. Yeah. This is from Blumhouse. Yeah, both uh, movies oh, are. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't it was. Think I knew that. They were good. Wait, both movies. Vengeance is Blumhouse as well. I'm pretty positive. I don't know. I don't know about that. Uh-oh. We need a fact check. We need to well, fuck around you know and find what? out. Then again, I don't know why I'm saying that. I didn't I watch the fucking movie. I was just about to say that. It, so that's exactly why I, I pulled so. out my phone. It doesn't matter. It's fine. Let's well, then why would you have to be a naysayer? naysayer? I'm, I'm not a naysaying, brother. Sounds like you said nay. I Giddy believe. Up. I'll say roll around and nay. This says production companies. Okay, let's go. What, what is it? Go ahead. Mm, read it. it. Read it. And weep. Okay. Sucker. Divide and conquer. Jeez. Right. That's not what it is. <laughs> Why does everybody sound like Carmen today? <laughs> you know what's funny? If I ever try to like, like, okay, perfect example on Saturday night after the movie, I was like, oh, you know what the beginning of the song sounds like? And now I can't remember it's fine it um feels like and he's like months ago no it doesn't sound like that it sounds like this and i was like why can't you just give me this song that was from 1976 mind you before the movie where these chords or whatever they sound like part of the movie i had to beg for him to like i'm like listen to the song again watch listen Please. Tandy there? Just yes. yes. Hi, I would like to speak with Andy. Yeah. <laughs> Can you tell Tandy to go away? Tell Tandy to go home. Gosh. Tandy to take a Anyway, like a yeah. Lithium. So Vengeance. Released by Blumhouse Productions. <laughs> yes. In case you were interested. In case you were a Blumhouse double feature as experienced by Nikki and Gula. And they were both Well, you liked both Vengeance. Fun. Yeah. I did want to see that. I heard really good things. Well, too bad. <laughs> Just watch it on by your damn self. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Jeremy, what did you watch? I'm going to be extremely on brand for these two. <laughs> oh, um, kind of towards the end of October, I was like, yeah, I'm going to watch like catch up on all these 2022 horror films. And then I just really haven't like followed through but i also wasn't watching a ton i don't know i'm okay but uh past week i caught two trashier ones uh oh, oh boy. that i maybe must sees for some people but first up was shark side of the moon oh, fuck jesus the fucking christ to be original uh <laughs> which okay. was of course, made by Asylum. Because uh, of course. Who the hell else would make a movie like that? <laughs> uh, so it is Soviet Union, uh, 1980s, and the Soviet scientists are uh, breeding these half man, half sharks that oh um, God, they're keeping Jerry. them in no. tanks with like no. these lasers. Why he kind of this. covering it? 
Well, one gets. Yeah, so like, uh, no, no, on top of the like tank, so they can't get out. Uh, one gets knocked out. <laughs> Please don't try to make sense of this. No, 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 it, it makes total sense. No, this one makes sense. The next one does not make sense. Um, so then they get out. The altruistic scientist um, gets on a rocket <laughs> and is like, he gets the sharks to follow him, like on it. And so he like takes, does the launch code, goes, you know, lands on the dark side of the moon. Okay. Um, then it's, I don't know how many years later, I think it's supposed to be the f- few, like future, not like current day. Um, this space crew cir- circling the moon, their equipment goes out and they crash on the dark side of the moon and they run into these <laughs> sharks that are half man, half shark creatures that apparently can also breathe. <laughs> And Jesus well, they have gills because they have gills. The like, is this? It's an asylum movie. <laughs> um, it's it's no, because he has taste. You know, if it was put out by Vinegar Syndrome, he'd on it on Blu-ray. No, yeah, yeah I'd have it. Yeah. And it would, it would, yeah, never be seen. Yeah. Um, and it's, oh lord it's it's really fun um i watched it while i was working and it was just it's the typical asylum shit you have the you know kind of i don't know like it's it's called shark side of the moon and there's sharks on the <laughs> moon the and want? they have they have like a colony and what the it's fuck you yeah want? like what do you want <laughs> trying to get back to earth and like the endings kind of like the ending's like kind of the bl- funny, like bleak ending. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, Could that be like a good summer, like Batman movie? No, there's better shark ones if you're gonna do. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna do that you, double feature next you, year. You watch on your own Shark Time. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, probably not. The. <laughs> if Andy doesn't want to watch it. Don't, don't say it like funny, that. Funny how that works. Andy doesn't yeah. want to watch it. Do you know how many bad movies I have sat through? What? By, you think I remember yes. the names? Yeah. No, you can't ask to name I names. I never know the names. Um, oh, I know one of them. It's Surf 2, because there was that episode where I asked if he's ever apologized to you for the <laughs> shit he puts on. Honestly, I thought that movie was funny. He, no, you, that review, you were not like, this movie's funny, and it was a laugh riot. Four stars. It, it's odd, but it's funny. Mm. Point is, I have sat through. Not funny, haha. Funny, yeah. weird. If I'm not, I, like uh, I think I, I think there needs to be some reciprocation. Wait a minute, though. <laughs> like movies you don't like that I show you, or. So we need to keep a love-hate journal for you? Oh, yeah. Or, I mean, we could just sign you up on Letterboxd. No, we don't have to do that. I'm not doing that. <laughs> Fuck that. I'd rather write it in a journal. Okay. All right. Well, we'll get you a movie journal. Is live journal still a thing? We can, uh... <laughs> yeah. Get, well, since Twitter's yeah. going away, I'm sure it's coming back. <laughs> So. Twitter's not going away. Okay, we don't care. Yeah, 
We're not talking about that. We're talking about the other movie I watched yesterday, <laughs> which was free on Vudu, and that is 2022's Amityville in Space. <laughs> uh, is this Mark Polonia? It yeah. is Mark Polonia. Yeah, okay. Yes, it is. Um, he has... <laughs> I mean, you, you, if you're unaware, he was doing shot on video films with his twin brother in the early 80s. Um, splatter Farms, like they're most notorious. Um, they've put out some inter- like feeders. I think is entertaining, but I actually really like How to Slay a Vampire. Yeah, he did. His brother died in two thousand eight, but he's still Mark's still making films. Um, but he did Amityville Island in twenty twenty, <laughs> and that movie sucked ass. Like it was, and these are still you know made with digital cameras in their they're not great. No, they're not great, but they're not entertaining. This one, though, is a step above oh, Amityville okay. Island. All right, coming back. Um, so <laughs> it starts with a pre-showing up to exercise the Amityville house. He goes in, but apparently the demon that's possessing it decides to send it into deep space and like teleports the as house. You do. As, as you well, do. As a demon does when he feels like he's about to lose his domain. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Again, flash forward to, like, you know, the future and this derelict space, this spaceship a la uh-huh. Alien, like, shows up That's and hard. is like, no, actually, they're going around and nuking black holes in space. And I was like, uh, uh, uh okay. <laughs> and that makes it go away. Um, okay. So they, like, teleport onto into the house, <laughs> find the priest. Uh-huh. Um, the priest is like still alive. I guess he's been like in suspended, and I'm, I mean, he's not. He's like in a closet somewhere, which also is. Oh fuck, that's a metaphor. I didn't think about that. Okay. Um, it is. I mean, it is amateurish. Like yeah. it is obviously probably Mark's house or a friend's house. And I love how there's stuff that's not picked up when they were filming, like shoes by the front door. It's like mm. no, we're just capturing that um yeah it's amityville in space like i don't know what people expect from a movie called that it's not the worst thing i watched that day (laughs) (laughs) it's just saying a lot um i had fun with it i there's some night sequences where like characters are having nightmares that are actually like kind of inspired um okay one of them's very clear rip-off homage to Event Horizon, <laughs> uh, which I don't think is a bad thing. No. Somebody can't see anymore, if you know what I mean. Uh, and I think you do. I think you do. <laughs> well, um, Nikki I, doesn't. She hasn't seen that movie. okay. I like... It's okay. <laughs> I'm not uh, attacking her. Jesus. Sounds like... Well, when you say it like that, it sounds <laughs> yeah, like it. You haven't seen that. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up. You haven't seen that. God. God. Um, <laughs> I'm not that bad, You're Jesus. Not. You're not. Uh, I'm questioning a lot of things right now. Um, so yeah, I watched a bunch of bullshit, and I would recommend both of those. Okay. I Shark Side of the Moon is the better, but you know that's like Asylum is a whole like kind of. Vicky, do you want to just be a trash person? You go live with him. (laughs) We have a guest room, and she is always welcome. (laughs) 
Yeah, damn. You always want to do the Hallmark movies. Uh, Jeremy makes it a point like, Millie. you don't have to come over. Well, why don't or, you watch some here like, with yeah, her? <laughs> you're not invited. How can we, Jeremy? I, because Hallmark has a deal with Peacock now where you can uh. watch the channels live or you can watch them on demand. Oh, oh. This sounds like an ad. Yes, <laughs> it is. Hallmark, sponsor our podcast, please. Brown Media Productions. Or whoever the fuck made a Christmas wedding date, please sponsor oh, us. Jesus. Yeah. Fred Olin Ray, hope. <sighs> All right. Andy, well, what cool, did you great. watch? So, Nikki and I actually embarked on a uh, Stephen King marathon in a weird way. We watched... Salem's Lot, because mm. that's one I, I always like watching around October, and I realize the past couple of years I have not been that's a good, watching it. That's a good fall one I like, too. <clears throat> awesome. Yeah, I mean, it, it had been a while since I've seen that movie last, mm-hmm. and quite honestly, I remember, I was trying to remember like what the differences were, because I remember when it was on VHS, you had like the two-tape you know the yeah. Salem's Lot. Like I think it's it said like the mini series, and then you had a one tape that said Salem's Lot the movie, the movie. and it cuts some stuff out. But then it also has like subbed out scenes. Yeah, like I've the shotgun moment. Only seen the move the movie quote unquote once. Okay, so we watched. Yeah, we we just watched the Blu-ray. Um, yeah. which I'm pretty sure is the same version. It's the mini series. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah, I I kind of forgot how strong that movie is and how it's almost you know, I mean it was it was the pretty much the first Stephen King miniseries. It was, yes. And it's not as episodic as like the miniseries would later come. No. But but it also does still have some of the structure and the groundwork that lays a good foundation for other miniseries to be successful. It's kind of interesting to watch it in that aspect. And then here's the other th- funny thing. I think if you watch Salem's Lot and you watch Poltergeist and you want to come up with the fucking argument that Steven Spielberg directed Poltergeist, you can get the fuck out because yeah. then you're not watching Salem's Lot because... There is so much stuff in Salem's Lot that kind of reappears in Poltergeist. Absolutely. So, it had been a while since I've seen it, and it was just like, man, this is really fucking good. Yeah. I was pleasantly surprised. Um, as a um, follow-up to that, there is an episode of the KingCast you should both listen to Ooh. with okay. Brian Fuller okay. talking about Salem's Lot. Okay. And so their whole thing on that is like what's what do you want to bring to talking about this like king story and brian fuller grew up in the pacific northwest when a serial killer was active in his town so he's like i grew up in a town that was being ripped apart by a stranger wow and it's crazy there's um i think they named him like the tributary killer because there was kind of a not tributary, but where like there was a couple rivers yeah. met, and that's where he was like dumping the bodies. Hmm. Jeez. Hmm. Confluence, I think that's the word okay. I want to use. Okay. The confluence killer. Okay. Um, 
That makes sense. I don't know the Rivers. episode name, but Brian Fuller's probably done several KingCast episodes. He has. But it's the one about Salem's Lot, and it's yeah outstanding. That's what we can listen to for our <coughs> drives back and forth for Christmas. Okay. 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 To okay. Wentzville. But yeah, Salem's Lot, very good. I, I think it's very well active, uh, acted. I like uh, James Mason. I I always forget his name. Um, the actor who worked at the graveyard. I, oh. I don't fuck. can't think of his name. He's a character actor. He's he was in. Um, oh god damn it! I want to say Jeffrey Lewis, but I know I'm wrong. Anyway. Um. Yeah. No. And I forgot. Fred Willard was in the movie and yeah. like plays this. He's not a sleazeball. And in, in fact, like he's trying to be. You know, he he doesn't. Obviously, he doesn't want to get caught, but he's also like, hey, we we don't need to do this mm-hmm. at times. And then she keeps pushing, which is weird. Like it's a it's an odd dynamic for that time. That wasn't really done, and I kind of appreciate it because it's it's something different. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I mean, I, I think it's a strong, strong movie, and I never got to see the Rob Lowe movie. <laughs> but, so, uh, or the miniseries, I should it say. It was a miniseries in 2005. Oh, really? Yeah. Maybe 2004? It was 2004. It, yeah. Because yeah, I recorded yeah. it at my old house. I recorded it like night of because I was like, oh, fuck, Riker Howard's Mr. Barlow. Yeah. Was and it not good? It's terrible. <laughs> oh, really? And that's coming That's coming from you. Like, who? Like, no. Like, he's more tolerable his, of different movies. You know, there's different and I think, types of trash. Was oh it, <laughs> there is. Was Donald Sutherland also the familiar? I can't think of like the assistant's oh, his name. No. There was someone. Rem- Notable who was his familiar as well. So I was like, oh, damn, like, Rudger Hauer's Barlow. Doesn't matter. Yeah, okay. Um, night one was fine. Night two just goes to shit. Uh, I think it's when, like, Rudger Hauer's, like, in vamp mode, and he's like, he's like, screw you, or something like that. I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, give me Ralphie Nader. <laughs> Dude. Disappointing. Holy shit. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so Salem's Lie. Highly recommend it if you've never seen it. Uh, obviously, the one that was directed by Toby Uber. Yeah. 79? Uh, 79. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then we watched a movie that was kind of near and dear to my heart in the 90s. Oh. We watched Needful Things, which I realized was kind of a dumb move because the 4K is coming out and it's going to have that TV the, cut. the TV cut. Yeah. And it's all going to be restored, apparently. So I'm like, fuck. Well, whatever. But Which we watched. Which one did we watch? Needful <laughs> Things. This is the one with Max, Max Fonzito as the devil that opens up the antique shop and turns the whole town against oh, each other. Yeah. It's got Ed Harris I, and Bonnie I, Bedelia. Yeah, I actually, I did like that one. Which was funny forgot, because like, I, I thought of a trivia question. Ed Harris, his second Stephen King adaptation. Oh, Bonnie Bedelia's second Stephen King adaptation. Oh fuck. Okay. Anyway, I hear what you're. I hear what you're picking up. Uh, So then you you have J T. Walsh and Amanda Plummer, who is 
She's got a weird accent, but I can't tell you if it's if it's good or not. Yeah, it it just sounds different because like nobody else has this particular accent really, uh, except for Velma. She has a little bit of an accent. Scooby Doo. No, oh, okay. in the movie Needful Things. If you've never seen Needful Things, uh, Max von Sydow plays this character called Leland Gaunt. Spoilers, who, you already said who he was. Yeah, who is essentially the devil, and he sells these items that people see, and they're items that have some sort of sentimental value, mean something to them, and it's basically just, you know, they're selling their soul for for this and what he does though he's he says okay i want you to do this one thing at this person's house and eventually the whole town kind of implodes and turns against each other and there's it's weird because like i know this was a theatrical film but at times it does feel like a miniseries and it's also yeah i will say this that. might be one of my favorite looking Castle Rocks. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just feels like that main town. You have the mountains and and like the hillsides, and then you have the ocean, and you can hear it. And I I don't know. I just like the layout of the town and how it's represented in this movie. I think Max von Sydow is having a ball. Yeah. <laughs> I really love him in this movie. It's been uh, a long time since I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. And look, I'm not saying it's a great movie, but it's fun to watch. Um, I think all the actors get to do what they can. Like, they're not really limited. It was on TV all the time. Right. And I never really saw the TV cut. I remember watching it on but home that video. the TV cut didn't play as often as... No, no. Um, it played on TBS like twice, I think, yeah. right? So I've never seen that version, but I'm excited for... I've seen clips of like a lot of the driving sequences, and the end is different, I believe. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we were watching, I'm like, yeah, I should have just waited, but... That just means we get to revisit it and be like, oh, yeah, you remember this movie? Here's a longer version. <laughs> so maybe these will be our two November. Yeah. Mm. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Needful Blood Things. Rage, Needful Things. Sounds <laughs> yeah. a lot. Well, I still want to watch Prisoners, which is a Thanksgiving Oh, just, watch that by yourself. Like, <laughs> fuck, yeah, man. motherfucker. God damn. I feel like, do we I'm need to come up with like a game? Jeremy versus Andy and I vote on which movie is rate rate that trash. Oh, wait, what is trash. this? What That's are we a doing? Good segment. I'm saying, Fuck. should we do you show me a trash movie? Jeremy shows me a trash movie, and it's Andy versus Jeremy. Oh, I watch the movie, and we say rate your trash. Okay, okay, but it can what? be with trash cans or a little Gomez. But, yeah, but what are the perimeters? Like, yeah, because my really... trash is gonna go all over the place, including Hallmark. I mean, do we go by years? Oh, do I just I don't know. pick a year? Oof. That might be tough. Okay. Because well, as much I as know. I say I like these movies, they all fucking run together for me. <laughs> Listen, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the trash. No, we're just we're just spitballing. I'm here. Just, just spitballing. making up ideas. Okay. okay. It could be fun. All right. Something to explore. So yeah, that was the Stephen King marathon that we did. It's not uh, bad. Yeah. That's a good. Yeah, it was fun. Good times. Yeah. All right, let's talk about the late night greenhouse pick for November, the Beyond the Composer's Cut. Now, it's funny, uh, we teamed up with our friends over at Greenhouse Releasing, which 
late night grindhouse like those that first year was pretty much all late night grindhouse releasing was, stuff yeah and the beyond was actually our second film we followed it up after the evil dead mm-hmm. so um this was a different cut uh i have i wasn't able to tell really if there was really any editorial cuts i know there were co- a couple of people that came out and said like i don't remember this sequence but that doesn't like yeah and i'm like i don't i don't think they messed with that i watched it, was it a couple sound. months ago and same there was nothing that before like i knew we were watching or, right, you right. Know, booking it i watched it <laughs> i think um, we watched it around the same time honestly yeah. and i didn't with it between the two viewing recent viewings i did not notice anything like huh i don't remember yeah. this i will say that like there's one sequence in particular that i think um, is highlighted a bit more. It's funny because I showed this movie to Nikki as well, like mm-hmm. two months ago. Well, maybe three months ago, but not 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 it long. It was recent. Yeah, not long ago. And then we're doing the composer's cut. And I'm like, well, it's a different sound. <laughs> no, honestly, <laughs> I actually appreciated watching it kind of so soon. Yeah. Um, because I was telling you, like, we went on our walk tonight, and I was like, you know. I actually am like forming more of a appreciation of watching like movies on the big screen. And especially after watching this at home, I was like, okay. Like I remember talking to Charlie um, or Charles, sorry, after the movie. And I was like, why did it seem like it was so much more gory? And, and he was telling me and I was like, yeah. And I was like, I was kind of just shocked by well, and the I sound actually effects kinda... were definitely beefed up, so I think totally, yeah, well, absolutely. You had but turn it up, didn't oh, yeah. you? Yeah, it was yeah, loud. It, it was, was loud. <laughs> but you know, no, I mean, it was kind of nice watching it back to back for me because then, oftentimes, I I don't always remember, and yeah. so I actually had, of course, like on our way, I was like, "Is this one with the German Shepherd?" <laughs> like, because <laughs> that's how I associate movies. Well, yeah, I mean, it's an iconic image. So but. it's funny when you said that. I'm like, oh, I know exactly what you're talking <laughs> See about. See what I mean? We do our own trivia here at home. <laughs> so she I, keeps uh, us on her toes. Ran into 1978. A, ran into a friend uh, the Wednesday before, and she um, was like, oh, I haven't been to Grainhouse since, you know, moved to the pair. Right. And she's like, what are they showing this weekend? And I told her, and... I don't know if I brought it up. She's like, oh, no, I don't do like eyes. Like, so I said, do not ever watch this movie. No. And I said, if it has a name Fulci in it and it's a horror movie, don't watch don't it. Don't watch there's it. Like, there's a lot of eyeballs. I was like, off yeah, the yeah. top of my head, there's three incidences of ocular trauma. Uh-huh. Probably more, but. It's, no, I think it's three. Yeah, but I was like, they're all very memorable. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, yeah, and I think that's what was actually kind of getting to me, because I don't really like eye stuff either. Like, even when I worked in the ER, I'm like, I don't, please don't. I don't want to flush out anybody's eyes. Yeah. Um. Th- yeah, in this movie, I was really, I'm like, no, thank you. <laughs> I, gotta, I actually need to look away. But it was good. Can we talk about the absolutely devastating water that is in the basement of this hotel? <laughs> and like they are so fucked in yeah, terms of. Yeah, I know. I mean, they could pump it out, but they don't know where it's coming. They from. don't know where it's coming from, <laughs> and it is not like 
a trickle. Like, it is a geyser. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know what vibe I... I'm sorry to interrupt, but no, you're, before I forget, the vibe I was kind of getting from this movie this time around was Stranger Things, to a certain oh, degree. Oh, really? I, yeah, because, well, like, they're uh, trying to take it, over. And, it deals with it like a gateway. Yeah. Yeah. It's another yeah. dimension. And okay. I was like, yeah. I actually... Like in a different way. Thank you. (laughs) That's so nice. Wow. No, it's nice when I'm learning. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry I've done this. Tandy. Tandy. (laughs) Um, No, that's a great point because it is, and that's. I'm assuming the problem with the plumbing well part of it is that there's a fucking hell mouth right in the basement of this new orleans hotel mm-hmm. and i'm like and there's there's a gateway yeah yeah but yeah it was cool but and that's that's the other thing too not always always you know i'm always like ah oh, why we gotta watch another movie twice or whatever but now <laughs> i get it yeah like watching it and i think i was going over that with eric where i was telling him i used to like Ask Andy, like, why do you, why do you like to watch this multiple times? Like, why I do don't you get angry when under- I watch Christine on my laptop. Yes. How often do you watch Christine on your laptop? I watch Barney? Christine I on my laptop for the first time. <laughs> I told her about the movie. She watched it on the laptop with no headphones. I'm like, what? He's like, oh. how are you watching it? And I was like, on my laptop. He's like, with headphones. And I was like, why do you need headphones? No, dude, music to be means loud. so much to that movie. <laughs> I still haven't rewatched it. Well, apparently you can only tonight. watch it with headphones. Tonight. I thought We're you were going to have, watch have ourselves Rage. a good time. That's tomorrow night. Oh. Yeah. I thought that was the Evil Dead Marathon. We're going <laughs> to. We're going to have to see what yeah. we can do. Oh, we <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because I, I forgot I showed her Army of Darkness. Yeah. But anyway. So you can skip that one. Yeah. 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 I mean, we, we, we could just watch Evil Dead. Or the Evil Dead and then the Evil Dead remake. Could do that. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But So The Beyond is yeah. a movie that came out <laughs> Although, the hold same on. year. Yes. You know what I would love to bring out, though, what? is, so we can tie this all together, in yeah. Sam Raimi's 2002 uh, yep. Spider-Man, they use a sequence from The Beyond in that movie. Interesting. It's when he gets bit. So when he, the editor uh, on Spider-Man, Bob Murawski, also helped do the initial restoration of the Beyond. Very interesting. And they didn't have enough money to do. (laughs) They like were running out of money for the Spider-Man movie. So he's like, all right, took some scenes from Darkman and changed him. Okay. Uh, that was an earlier Sam Raimi movie that he also ed- was like a she's co-editor seen, of. Yeah. She's seen Darkman. Okay. Do, yeah. I'm just... Like, I, he and I Bob... her. No. He and, <laughs> he and Bob have, like, worked together a lot. And okay. so, um, he had... Because I think that restoration was done in, like, 98? Um, 97 or 98. I can't yeah. remember. And he's like, I got it, because they want to do a spider, and it's the... the that tarantula scene where it's like yes. on top of the, eye, the eyeball scene where it's like yeah. over his eye that makes it into a fucking superhero big budget movie <laughs> yeah. yeah interesting what really kickstarted some of the the marvel stuff really so 
Huh. Okay. So so tying it all together yeah. with the Evil Dead Marathon and the Beyond. I love it. Yeah. So uh, the Beyond is one of those. Actually, it's funny because the very first episode of the Destroy the Brain podcast was me talking about the Beyond with Creepshow um, with my friend Damon, I think. Yeah. And I want to see if I can pull up. I, I think it's still downloadable. But I remember not really caring for the Beyond, and uh-huh. Damon was a huge and still is a huge Fulci fan, and he's like, "Oh, you're gonna love it," and I didn't love it, and I was mad. Oh, because <laughs> I was like, "Oh, spicy Andy." I was like, "Man, Sandy. why can't? I, why do people Sandy. like this shit?" <laughs> and then, like, like I said at some of the other uh, the screenings this weekend. <laughs> I think I said it at both of them. Maybe only Saturday. But I said that, you know, uh, you watch this movie, and whether you like it or not, I feel that the imagery kind of sticks into your brain, and mm-hmm. it kind of festers. Oh, it absolutely does. Yeah. And it makes you want to rewatch it and see if you missed something. Yeah. Which, in and my case, do. I think it. I did. I did. Because, yeah, it doesn't make a lick of sense. It's nightmare logic. But that's also kind of the fun part of it, and it's so gory that it all feels like a nightmare. It doesn't feel right. Yeah. And it was, I had been getting into, when did you first see The Beyond? So, I saw the first, it must have been during the restoration, I guess Anchor Bay, that Anchor Bay DVD was the first time I saw it. But do you remember, like, roughly what year? (laughs) I'm gonna say like 2003 or so. Okay. It was whenever that movie came out. It had the tin. Oh yeah. And those Anchor Bay tins. Those were <laughs> those were big fucking deals. Yeah, I, I lost mine, but I have a couple of them. But anyway, um, yeah, it was whenever that came out. Mm-hmm. That's when I saw it because I didn't go to the Tivoli Midnight's. Until 2000. Yeah. Because Tivoli did show it in 97, 98, and so did Kirkwood Cinema, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Which is interesting. Kirkwood Cinema used to be, like, pretty legit. Now it's, like, fucking lofts. Oh, yeah, but I I just figured that, like, only one theater would show it that year, but apparently they showed it around the same time. Um, So I first saw it through that Anchor Bay DVD. I had seen Zombie and gates of hell and i but i was mainly more watching like jallos yeah um but i had heard kind of with italian movies like it doesn't make sense they don't care that it doesn't make sense it's nightmare logic they just want to like make you feel uncomfortable right while watching uh but what sticks out for me is i bought it from best buy i got that in chud (laughs) uh like fall 2004 (laughs) And I'm standing in line. Some dude, it's a metal, it was a metalhead, like had long hair, just like looked the role. Was like, yeah. dude, have you seen this movie? <laughs> and I was like, no. He's like, it's awesome. I was like, all right. Okay. But it was also like, oh, whoa, there's other people. Like, there's weirdos out here. It was Roger. <laughs> it was not Roger. <laughs> it was too far in the county for Roger. <laughs> Roger Van Gool was going to call from Matul, but. <laughs> but Matul lost He's, reception, and uh, yeah. the boat is not ready to leave now. Yeah. The boat is not ready to leave. That's correct. 
Yeah, it was kind of actually just speaking of zombie. I know we're making a joke there, but it was kind of nice watching zombie and the beyond back to back because I think it really. You know, when you see those, when you see a director's work back to back, you kind of start to see the patterns and the repetitions and like the, what some people would say, the style of them. And I think it's always interesting with Fulci. There's like, sometimes there's shots that don't make sense why you would set it up that way. But then there's a lot of shots that make perfect sense for leaving a lasting impression. Like the whole scene with the acid makes no yeah. goddamn sense. St- what she's I- screaming about? Did Joe move? Maybe, but like she lost her shit and then fainted conveniently. I know. Right below Every- the acid. I think I looked at you and I was like, "We've all had I- days I like that." I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like There's nothing to understand. Maybe. Yeah, it's but a Fulci movie. I was like, "Huh? What? What happened?" <laughs> <laughs> Can well, I, I guess it's just like the idea that's like you know it's gonna happen that we're gonna have this big thing of acid right. without a lid on it and then it's gonna look so she's cool. gonna pass out and then surprise it falls on fall on her well i mean i will say like watching like the tissue and dissolve and stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. That actually like that was really cool yeah, yeah. there's some really it was a really cool neat effect yeah in the movie, for sure. And and that's Giannato de Rossi, which is funny because, like, I guess, when did High Attention come out? 2000, I want to say 2004. Okay. But it was, like, 2005 or, it was so five then, or six when I hit America. Then I must have seen The Beyond after that. So maybe I didn't watch it when oh. it first came out. Because I was, like... When I watched High Tension, everybody was talking about the f- yeah. effects work, and I'm like, oh, shit, it is pretty fucking gory. Absolutely. And then I think I read some sort of article that was like, oh, yeah, this is the guy that worked with Lucio Fulci. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm going to dig into more Fulci stuff, I guess. And because at that point, I think it was, you know, I if I started the podcast around 2007, mm-hmm. it must have been around then. I think it hit I know like High Tension had theaters for a little bit but I saw like bootleg copy oh yeah or I got an international DVD that was region free in uh-huh. 2005 that's how I saw it but um, I just wanted to mention like the I don't know if there it's, can't remember if it's video or a picture of the cast during a really gory scene where they're um, walking around like zombies kind mm-hmm. of an homage to uh, Giannata De Rossi yeah yeah, and but I remember seeing Identra, and I'm like, who did the effects, and went down that rabbit hole. And, you know, I guess, yeah, I saw The Beyond in 2007, but I don't know if I saw any other Fulci before that. Oh, okay. So, well, my first Fulci was completely by uh, happenstance. It was baby's first Fulci. renting a movie called Zombie when I was in high school, because I was like, yeah, it's a movie called, called Zombie. Zombie. <laughs> Like, whoa, this it's wicked. But I didn't realize it was like Italian at the Pretty time. Pretty straightforward. Yeah, like, but it was like, damn. What type of movie is it? It's fucking zombie. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I will say this is one I do not revisit often. Like, I know there's people out there who will. No. 
I've met people who are like, all I do is watch zombie or fuck the beyond or the beyond. Yeah. Well, Roger's the zombie one, but (laughs) (laughs) with with respect, not not trying to trash anybody, but and maybe because it is so like, and I don't mean this in a bad way, disjointed. Yeah. um, That I'm just like, I need some type of fabric to like cling I mean it's cool like if you're cleaning or something because you're like oh oh, sweet okay oh okay all right like oh tarantulas I mean my go-to Fulci is probably say Living Dead for sure yeah that's that's my favorite and you haven't seen that yeah that's okay we're probably gonna wait because the 4k is coming out soon you're not gonna be able to watch in 4k unless you book it but uh anyways well that's the hope (laughs) god damn it (laughs) anyway um. Yeah. No. I, I, the the Beyond also kind of competes for the number one spot because it is just insanity. Doesn't make a lick of sense, but it it it's not about that. It's not about no. Trying it's to it's not tell a narrative. And I think that is one thing that sure there are people that need the narrative. They don't want to go on exploratory visual. Yeah. Or they don't want to go on visual and audio explorations through cinema, right? Yeah. They're like, I don't give a shit about that. Those are the people that don't like Panos Cosmatos. <laughs> but I think, like, if you're willing to say, hey, I don't care about the narrative, just show me shit that I'll remember or, you know, put me in a mood or something like that. Fulci is, you know, definitely one of those guys that has a unique way to to address things. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely his own style. Like, Argento is more about the art and the color. Bava is a master of it. And I think he's oh, oh, he's a better director than any of them. But that's just me talking. But Fulci has a way to, like, just present this violence that is so in your face. And, like, these scenes that are, yes, narratively disjointed, but they stick with you more i think because of that oh yeah so also i feel like every what you would think would hurt the most but without thinking what would hurt the most like i think if i had to pick like oh you know i would just automatically think of like a broken bone but I feel like no one ever thinks about having their eyes gouged out Mm-mm. or like acid fall on their skin. And it's like, oh, this is now a new fear. Yeah. Um, like, I think he like brings up like <laughs> new, like um, just things to kind of think about that I don't think are the the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah. Yeah. But well, the whole like, you know, the splinter in the eye and zombie like i never thought about that until i saw that fucking movie I was like oh right. jesus <laughs> serious yes yeah and it just yeah it makes you it doesn't make you uncomfortable yeah well good that's what he wants or you want to like actually like yeah close your eyes yeah but then you don't because it hurts like, in the <laughs> eye, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's almost like just like a knee-jerk reaction to like oh no the one that always i mean the two that give me in this one, at least, are both eye gags. But it's yeah. Joe at the beginning. Joe, Joe's is like pretty visual. Kind of, yes, <laughs> it's like a. Boop. 
grape oh. slipping out of there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or like oh a like a over easy egg. <laughs> yeah, basically. Seriously. Oh my gosh. Uh, and then so um, was it Marta? Marta. Marta. Um, the housekeeper who's in room thirty six. Right? I'm not yes. mixing that up with like knives out, am I? Um well, it's like, no, it is oh, Martha. It is Martha. Martha. It's not Martha. Is okay. Um, Martha but yeah, is when Martha. like, yeah. you know, Joe like puts her in the like the nail. Yeah, the or, nail or the. It's more like a a steak. Because that's not metal. a steak. <laughs> railroad truss. Yeah, it looks. Yeah, it looks like a railroad I mean, truss. Like it well, is. Well, of course, like my darn Catholic upbringing, I'm like they're basically crucifying him yeah yeah well because he was like ungodly so i'm sure that was so I'm that's like, how you oh. inject the and god in them so yeah faulty was like pretty anti-cat like oh yeah i mean uh, you still haven't watched on torture duckling which deals with a lot of oh my that. god dude can you just like please pick, watch a hallmark movie with pick her your trash <laughs> now compete with that yeah. trash oh that's not write trash. it down he may think it is Oh, I don't think it's trash. I'm just like, oh. God, you just want to show I'm all the like fucked up stuff. I was just trying to come up, up with the preface of the game. <laughs> well, she likes she likes horror when it gets into the religious territory sometimes. Yeah. So that's why I'm bringing it up. Because I think because I, I have think more of an opinion. But it's different from the Fulci that we're talking about and celebrating where it's gory. Like, there's some harsh scenes in the no, movie, but all yeah. I, all yeah. I was saying is I just... My Catholic upbringing is oh, yeah. what immediately brought me to that. Mm. I'm not saying it's a Catholic or Christian. Oh movie. no, but I no, would but also I, think I believe you're reading correctly into that. Yeah, like okay. I'm not surprised that it's a crucifixion because it, it, what I'm saying is like his statements with the Catholic religion in "Don't Torture a Duckling" almost reinforce. Yeah, so your theory. I mean, That's they nail the character to the wall like there's yeah. i think no subtle right. subtlety to it right and right in the arteries i was like damn yeah <laughs> apparently it was all the major arteries at once shit yeah that's basically the yeah. owner yeah i mean look it, the beyond is definitely a movie i think deserves the biggest screen possible and and the tendons right there oh that was painful um we'll talk about the composer's cut and how different that is but i'm just glad nobody got upset that we were laughing at the dubbing oh no because like let's be honest some of the dubbing is bad and it is one i've always said as long as it's a natural response yeah then it is cool and as long as you're not being disruptive and like doing a mystery science theater thing because that was definitely a problem yeah i was uh I, i did well, I said something to Roger at the beginning where um, <laughs> it was like the movie kind of took a minute to get going. Yeah. And he's like, what's going yeah, on? Yeah, I and didn't I was know like, why. So I just leaned over and was like, probably with goddamn Warlock's prob- like responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know why there was like such a, uh, like a long pause. Between- and that's, it's okay. It it played. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, and then it was also weird, but I guess it was by design. Because I watched the beginning both nights, you don't hear the Grindhouse releasing music. Yeah. Yeah. It happened um, both nights. At first, I thought so, like the first night was fucked up, Friday night, because they were scaling and they were messing uh-huh. with the audio. 
But then Saturday night, it didn't play. I'm like, oh, that's weird. I wonder if they did that to like be like, we're serious. Well, just like <laughs> we're we're not. You're here for the score, so we're not right, gonna right. do it. Maybe. Maybe. I know. But. Uh, yeah, the composer's cut. So this, if you're not aware, is Fabio Fritzi and some of his friends uh, that play other instruments. They kind of do like a band inter- band interpretation, but it's you know obviously Fabio Fritzi who did the original score. So it's pretty much the same compositions. There are a couple of new ones, and some of the embellishments. Like, I really like the guitar embellishments. Yes. We'll say it does get a little repetitive after a minute. Well, I mean... But the music itself, when you really think about it, it, it it's also repetitive. It is. There's a theme used in the Beyond that is also used almost verbatim in, like, City of the Living Dead. Yeah, pretty um, much. I can't think... I, I was gonna, like... I can't remember up, the title either, but... It was when I went back to, like was listening to the soundtracks and I was like wait a minute why does this say it's from City of the Living Dead and it's like <laughs> oh cause he's Harry Manfredini and just yeah, copy and paste kind of I th- well he changed the pitch I think or something yeah so it's a little different but anyway I mean yeah the theoretically same thing um no I, here's what I'll say is like look we showed the Evil Dead Rescore from Joe Loduca. I missed that. And I don't really remember any of the new score. I don't think it was, was... like years ago, too. Yeah, I don't... Th- personally, I don't think it really added too much. But yeah. anytime we could show The Evil Dead, uh, I'm down. And we're really great friends with Grand Hess Releasing, so we want to also help and, like, say, hey, yeah, it'd be a stop. Well... Yeah, they're going to offer you a movie and be like, nah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, nah. I think there were some people that were like... I'm a winger. ...thinking, oh, well, this is going to be the Evil Dead. It's not necessary. And I guess any rescore is not necessary. But if that wasn't possible, then you wouldn't get something great like Philip Glass and the Cronus Quartet for Dracula. That yeah. score is fucking amazing. Yes. And that's a rescore. And, like, uh, Nosferatu, like, kind of quote-unquote rescores. I mean, it's a silent film, but you know what I'm saying? I, like, there's well, different iterations. But you can't, like... With silent films, that's difficult, because sure. are, are there definitive scores to that? Because Yeah, no, I, I get what knows? you're saying. Like, um, I've seen Nosferatu performed live. Um, it's absolutely, like... Urban Chestnut shows it every year. Yeah, with the at rats. Their midtown Rats and the People, people Motion cool. Picture Orchestra, and I've seen them live score two other films. Uh, if you get to see them, like even if it's not something you think you're interested in, go. Yeah, but uh, Urban Chestnut is free. It's like on their uh, midtown location. It's outdoors. I heard this year's though was like really rambunctious. So oh, really? For some of the silent movie fans, was ooh. yeah. I- I think it was like the night before trivia. I was like, I don't have it in me to like, yeah, go there. And then, um, probably because I was doing something else. To be honest, <laughs> well, no, I yeah. was, I was. Anyways, I think for um, a half second I thought about telling her about it, and then I'm like, well, she yeah. just got done telling me she's tired of doing shit. Yeah, so. <laughs> um, <laughs> they've done a couple of um, 
films for the St. Louis Film Festival, yeah. including for cinema St. Louis in general, including uh, like I think the French Film Festival. I right. think they did a silent film. I saw Haxon many moons ago, which is a silent like witchcraft film. That's cool. uh, yeah, and that was like I hadn't seen it at the time. It was outstanding. Yeah, somebody is doing a life score to a silent film. Go, go, fucking watch it. Yeah, it is. It'll at least be interesting. Yeah, it is an experience, and I recommend it to <clears throat> anyone. And while like with the Evil Dead rescore, that was mainly because Joe. The, I, I think the tapes got lost, or he lost the rights to him somehow so by doing a rescore of the evil dead he he now gets the claim the rights so okay if i hope it doesn't happen but if they show the evil dead is it going to come with the rescore by default and that helps him? i don't know i don't know i doubt that because i know how yeah you know just given grindhouse releasing's nature of being you know preserving these films I'm sure. Well, I'm sure you can do book that. The Beyond with the. I don't right. know if it would be I, I the think you 4K could. restoration, though. It wouldn't. It wouldn't. Yeah. So, with that said, like, you know, I think a lot of people were curious and maybe a little worried that, like, oh, it's just Fabio Fritzi fucking around. And I'm like, I well, kinda, yeah, it kind of is, but it kind of also, like. I get it where he's like, I didn't really have the money and I feel like I could do a better job. Yeah. It's, it, and here's the interesting thing is, like, I would say about half the audience each night had never seen the movie. So the first time they're seeing it is with this rescore. And if I, I, it makes me wonder, like, shit, maybe I shouldn't tell them it's a rescore <laughs> and see if, like, they would say anything about it. But, um,. Yeah, no, I. here's the thing is, like, I, I was kind of nervous about it, too. I'm like, it, it could sound like dog shit. I don't know. I think Fabio Fritzi's a great composer and a great musician, so I, I, I was like, yeah, it'll probably be cool. I just hope it's memorable. And what's funny is, like, I do like a lot of those rescore cues. Yeah. They do get repetitive. That's okay. But there is one scene, one montage that I think benefits from this that highlights the beauty of New Orleans. Mm -hmm. And it's whenever uh, Liza goes over to Sarah's house. Yeah. And there's like this kind of dolly tracking shot of them going and you have the leaves behind you. And Fritzy does like this really cool kind of dreamy melody that like just makes the scene stick out because when I saw it I'm like you know I don't really I remember this scene but Mm -hmm. it never like felt like a transition it was just like here's a house that we got to shoot in and we're gonna fill up the time that's pretty much it but it's a pleasant one well yeah Yeah, like it's in the rework yeah for sure Yeah. yeah I'm just saying as you're describing it I can picture it yeah, I mean it was it was a nice addition. So I think for that scene alone, it's definitely worth a watch. And what I assume is going to happen, they're supposed to be doing a 4K of mm-hmm, the Beyond, mm-hmm. and I think they're just going to include this version on there as a yeah. separate audio. I mean, so 
So hopefully that comes out so other people can see it. But if you could see it theatrically, I, I would highly I'm recommend sure it. I'm sure they're going to have a diff. you know, uh, on their pieces release, they have a rescore by Umberto. Right, right. Which I did watch. I think I reviewed that for the site. I think you possibly did. Back in the day. Because um, I went through that a lot. I went, it was, you know. Anyways, but that rescore was different because it was music track only there was no right. dialogue in the film because it was something uh umberto's like a one-man um band you know yeah like he, synth, he does a lot of synthesizer synth- oh, yeah. stuff so it's you know cool. one i've seen him live man that was, a-pop yeah it was right? an a-pop anniversary yeah. party um yeah. many moons ago that's cool um but they included he so he was doing it like live and you know they recorded the it. And, they, yeah, yeah. He recorded it and included it on the Blu-ray release. Yeah. So and so that was like, but it is even though I know pieces where I don't have to like hear the dialogue, you still miss like some of the classic lines. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be honest, like pieces would be a weird one for me. It's I Just watched because, it like, once and I don't need to watch it again. I have my own story about that. Because that was the first time I realized what music by Cam meant. Oh. Because <laughs> for a long time I was trying to find the composer named Cam, and I couldn't. And gotcha. it was the Cam Music Library that yes. they used. Which then just led me to other movies that those themes were pulled from. So, the Beyond the Composer's Cut, again, if it's touring around, I highly recommend you check it out. The restoration is... I think the image looks great, and great. they did beef up the sound effects, which wow. I will say when it first started, um, with the... Like bubbling <laughs> the, plaster. The thunder, and the thunder was a little heavy-handed at first, and then, yeah, the bubbling plaster, but then I'm like, oh, okay, some of these sound effects are just amped up. That's all it is. I will say that it kind of modernized the movie a little bit. Which I think yeah. is good for new audiences, but but then it also kind of clashes with like the cheesy overdubbing in a weird way. It's like, oh, you so could have thought it, that this would have been better. It, it does, yeah, with the dubbing being what it is, and then like a yeah, more it's not like modern they did a new sounding soundtrack. For- <laughs> which that would have been that would have completely yeah. taken me out of it too. Yeah. Um, having like. You know, because that's what I I was almost a little afraid of. Actors redubbed. Thinking about it on a technical level, it was like, well, how are you going to get the dialogue unless, like, you have access to the separated dialogue and music tracks? Yes. Which I guess Guess they they did. did. So good job, everybody. Good (laughs) good job. Because yeah, that would have been a nightmare. So I'm like, oh well, maybe it's they'll just do new ADR or something. I don't know. There is like quite a bit of grain. Uh, in the beginning of the film, I think, and yeah. that's fine. But like, I I think I'm saying in Discord, like, kind of the last like half twenty thirty minutes of the movie, I think it looks outstanding. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I agree with that too. Uh, the first like that first shot, that first sequence is all pretty much at night, except for when they're in the hotel. Yeah, and when they're in the over hotel, it almost looks overblown. But mm. I th- I feel like he was doing that for. For artistic choices, but oh. here's the thing. Here's the other weird yeah. thing, and the difference is 
So when it came out on home video, that sequence was not sepia toned. It was normal color. Right. And then somebody heard that Lucio Fulci actually wanted that in sepia. Mm -hmm. So they did a black and white dub and that became popular in the bootleg market. And finally, when Grindhouse Releasing put it out in 97, 98, whatever that was, they put the sepia tone in there. So, what we're seeing with the composer's cut is the color version. It's not the sepia tone. So, it makes me wonder. It's like, well, this is probably more true to how it looked like in the theaters. Yeah. But it's also like, it feels like, oh, I'm seeing one layer of the effects that he's trying to do mm-hmm. with having a grainy picture, an overblown image where there's lighting. Yeah. And we're not getting that sepia tone, which will dull down that some of that stuff, too. So, a little interesting. I don't know why that choice was made, but mm-hmm. I guess at that point, it's like, well, we're completely redoing the score, so... Yeah. It's revisionist anyway, so why not just do this? That's the only thing I can think of. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. I don't have the answers. And that's okay. You don't need them. So, but I I do think it was fun. I mean, I would recommend seeing it if you can. And I always like revisiting um, films that have been shown, you know, if they're a new restoration. So seeing, you know. The like Phantasm when you showed that like washed out print and then getting that 4K release was like awesome. Yeah. Uh, same with like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Texas Chainsaw was. I was actually when you showed that 4K restoration, I was. I wanted to see it so bad. I was the designated driver for a trivia night I went to because I was like, I'm seeing that fucking movie. I'm dropping you drunk bitches off and I'm hauling ass. Like, I was like, nobody, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, nothing is going to keep me from seeing that restoration. Um, and now, like, the first movie I saw, Grindhouse, like, got to see 4K and that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Guess I'm never going back now. <laughs> My work here is done. Yeah. So I would, you know, I, look, if you've never seen The Beyond, I I think I would still probably recommend the original version, depending on when you listen to this. You know, I don't know what the availability yeah. is. You might be listening to it and Grindhouse releasing has already announced it. I have no clue. Um, But... I still feel like you need to watch the original one, and if you appreciate it, it's or up you're, on Shutter, or you're interested in what Fabio Fritzi does with you know a retry at it, then then watch it. I, but I don't know if I could really recommend this as a first time watch. Yeah. I don't think. I guess definitely like, not. I would as I, a newbie. Yeah, well, if I, you would have showed me this first, I would have been like, "What am I saying yes to?" But I guess like part of me is like, well. If you have the decision to watch this or not watch it at all, I would at least say, yeah, watch this version. That's fair. But yeah, I mean, it's also... But I don't think it should be a first watch. No, no. I, I, I like... Shock value, I guess. I like how he did everything <laughs> with the composition and the new recording sounded good. Um, but there's also like... It's kind of almost anti against what I what I love about soundtracks and how how they sound of that era like they sound like these time capsules yeah 
So, yeah, when I'm, I'm thinking about the score, which I love that score, and it's from the 80s, it has these certain synthesizer sounds that oh, you, you mean don't hear. mean the song hear. that I said sounds like? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but there's know. like those little weird sonic rights. drops where it's like, boo! Yeah. That's not in the new one. And, and, and that's shit that's like replicate. so iconic with that movie. So it's weird. Um, but again, like if you like the movie and you want to watch it again, I would highly recommend that. If you just want to watch it, watch the regular version. That's my suggestion. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So we're done. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, what's going on December? When I yeah. So December is uh, December 9th and 10th. We're showing Don't Open Till Christmas, hey. which is from <laughs> the producers of pieces as well as friday the 13th mm-hmm. um we've shown most of the christmas horror movies and surprisingly like not until recently uh this film wasn't really available in a good quality no the best it got was dvd through mondo macabro and luckily those six bucks at vinegar syndrome did a restoration for this movie where Yes, come see Santa Claus get his dick cut off. Yeah, so it is a... Um, Happy holidays. If you have not heard, instead of a killer Santa, it is a killer who, who kills, kills Santa. People dressed up as Santa Claus, yeah. Um, I have a Veshon video copy of this. Oh, I bet you and do. And the tape hiss on it is so bad, and it is through that the whole fucking movie. And I'm sure... It is almost... It is unwatchable We'll talk about it now. because, yeah, it's never so, really had great... No. Presentation. So I'm I'm excited to see it. Yeah. And not like have my ears assaulted by <laughs> right. this. Right. Right. But yeah, I'm I'm excited to watch this one. I know it's a little sleazier than some of them, but then again, you're oh, talking please. to a program that showed Bloodbeat last year. Bloodbeat wasn't that Which sleazy. Isn't that sleazy. It's just weird. It's just the yeah, concepts was... fucked up. Like she gets horny samurai time. I mean, that's like all of us, right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> watch out. You're going to let the samurai loose. Oh watch out for my Bushido blade. <laughs> Holy. <laughs> so, right. December 9th and 10th is Late Night Greenhouse. Don't open until Christmas. Tickets are 10 bucks. Uh, hopefully, they're on sale by the time you hear this and we get into your ear holes. <laughs> oh, uh, Go to latenightgreenhouse.com. Uh, Nikki... Do you want people to find you? It's okay. Okay. Okay, just say nothing. Jeremy, how about you? Uh, you can find me on Letterbox, J Bonesy. I have changed my Instagram handle because I saw I was just sick of like what would happen if people tagged me and stuff. Um, <laughs> I don't know what it is honestly, because uh, I have a common ass last name and trying to find some ground with that and. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The world of 2022 on social media is next to impossible. <laughs> I think it is a J-O-N-E dot S-T-L. Okay. Because I tried all versions of that and all of them were taken. So You can find me at Treefy, T-R-I-E-F-Y on Twitter, for however long it lasts, Facebook, Letterboxd, PSN, wherever, Instagram, anywhere else. Not on Mastodon. No. no. I'm not on any uh, hive. You haven't, you, haven't, you haven't panic joined any. Uh, Hell, I'm gosh. not even on TikTok, brother. 
Okay. So you can find this as a collective. <laughs> DTB Horror, again, on Twitter, if it lasts. Uh, destroy the Brain on Instagram and Facebook.com slash Destroy the Brain. Thank you again for listening to us. We're glad to be in your ear holes. Thanks. <laughs>